Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15. And the title of today's post is The Unexpected Assignment. Yesterday, I shared about the Prince of Persia. I referenced a gathering this past weekend in Ohio where my brother, Tim Sheets, shared that he believes Holy Spirit is saying we're moving into a season of overthrowing demonic thrones of iniquity ruled by principalities. He also spoke of the highest-ranking angels, seraphim, such as Michael and Gabriel, being assigned to help us. As an example of a principality ruling a region, he mentioned the Prince of Persia, Daniel 10. Ancient Persia is modern-day Iran. Tim shared this on the day before the war in Israel began. The timing of what he shared was significant. I also said I believe the violence in the Middle East is being caused by this same principality Daniel and the archangel Michael dealt with in Daniel 10. The pain and suffering in Israel and Gaza is the direct influence of this spirit. Terrorist groups are his agents. Hatred, pain, and suffering and oppression are his goals and his methods. Today, I want to give you part two. While on vacation in the Smoky Mountains in 2004, I sensed a great increase in the spiritual warfare over the government of America. Decisions were being made that I knew would be very damaging for our nation. The burden on me was so great, I knew I needed to go to Washington, D.C. and pray. Cece and I decided we would cut short our vacation. She would go home to Colorado Springs, where we lived at the time, and I would catch a flight to Washington. She knows the assignment on my life and sensed the same urgency, so was fully supportive. Then I received a series of confirmations. Cece and I had decided to go to a musical show this final night. Just as we arrived, a friend and intercessor called. Cece went inside to purchase our tickets and find our seats. While I took the call, our friend began. One of the intercessors in the church had a dream about you last night, which I felt you should know about immediately. She dreamed she was attending a conference, went into an average-sized room for the first teaching session. A man was standing up front, ready to begin teaching. He had a large media screen behind him. As he started to teach, he paused, turned to this intercessor, having the dream, and said, tell Dutch Sheets he must go up to 11 and 12. As he said this, the numbers 11 and 12 appeared on the screen behind him. The scene changed in the dream, and she was in a different room for another session. 
the same man was there to teach. And again, he looked at her before he began, saying, Tell Dutch Sheets he must go up to eleven and twelve. Again, the numbers appeared on the screen. This ended the dream. While pondering the dream, I texted Cece to find the location of our seats. Row 12, seats 11 and 12, she replied. After taking my seat, I stated the obvious. I think God is talking to me. I then related to her, or the dream, to her. I immediately began asking the Lord what these numbers meant, even during the musical performance. Why was he saying I must go up to 11 and 12? Why would this be given to me on the eve of my trip to Washington, D.C.? Perhaps the answer was in the symbolic meaning of these numbers, I thought. In the scriptures, the number 11 refers to transition. It could be a change of paradigms, locations, or other transitions. Because transition or change often creates a temporary season of disarray, it can also picture disorder. The number 12 is the number of the government. Through the symbolism of these two numbers, I felt God was saying to me, you must go through the disorder in the heavenlies, the spiritual realm, and exercise my kingdom government or rule, 12. I also thought that perhaps the numbers could be pointing to a specific scripture. So I began looking up references with 11 and 12 in them. I felt drawn to Matthew 11, 12. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. I contemplated this verse and felt God was telling me this was an assignment involving spiritual warfare. I was also led to Revelation 12 and the spiritual warfare described there. The angel, Michael, along with other angels, was warring against Satan. Verse 8 stood out. No room was found any longer in the heavens for the dragon and his angels. Though this passage is about a future battle, I felt Holy Spirit was using it to confirm that there was great warfare over D.C. There was indeed great warfare over D.C. I'm sure this is typically the case, but I felt it had intensified. While praying and considering this passage in Revelation 12, I received a call from another friend in Colorado who said, I've been praying for you and felt led by the Holy Spirit to instruct you to read Daniel chapter 10. This person knew nothing about what was happening. I believe God wants to speak to you from this passage. As I read the chapter, I realized it also includes a story about Michael warring in the heavens this time against a spirit referred to as the Prince of Persia. We spoke of this passage in Principality in 
yesterday's post. Daniel was praying for Israel's restoration. God had dispatched angels with his answer. Demonic forces in the spiritual realm, however, led by this spirit, Prince of Persia, were warring against the angels, hindering them from reaching him with the answer. God eventually sent Michael to help the angels break through to Daniel. While meditating on this, I was reminded of a prophetic word given to me a few months earlier. Jane Hammond, while speaking in our church, had prophesied that sometime in the future, God was going to send the Michael, the Archangel Michael to war over DC, and I would go and partner with him. Incredible. This was that. As a final encouragement and confirmation, the Lord led me to, or the Lord led a member of Congress to call me just before I began the assignment. I explained what had transpired while on vacation, where I was, and what I was about to do. Perhaps you're supposed to pray for me from your and from your position of governmental authority, commission me. To this assignment, I suggested. I believe so, the legislator said, because you suddenly came to mind and I felt a strong urge to call you immediately. His prayer was powerful and added greatly to my confidence. I and three others who joined me had a powerful time of prayer in Washington, D.C., We bound the efforts of Satan to control this situation, released many petitions and decrees, and commanded God's kingdom rule to come and his will to be done in the coming days. We sensed great angelic activity and knew Michael was there helping us. Our prayers were answered and God's will was accomplished. Let's pray. Father, our hearts break as we watch the pain and suffering taking place in Israel and Gaza. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The principality over Iran, whom you called in scripture the Prince of Persia, loves to cause pain and suffering, just as the spirit of Baal does here in America. Many millions are under his control. You have told us that a great revival is coming to that part of the world, with hundreds of millions being saved. You love the descendants of Ishmael, just as you do those of Isaac. Jesus died for the entire world. We know the name Ishmael means God hears, and you do. We ask for a great outpouring of Holy Spirit to these descendants, just as we do for the Jews. Open the eyes of all, enabling them to see Yahweh 
his son, Yeshua, and understand the gospel. Save a billion of them. We know, we know this is your desire. And we also know you need our partnership as Christ's ambassadors on earth. We bind the influence of this Prince of Persia over this region of the world and declare that the shed blood of Jesus Christ has removed his right to rule there. We stand in the gap for the people asking for their deliverance from this spirit's influence, for the lifting of the veil from their spiritual eyes, and for a mighty release of the powerful gospel. We ask for laborers to be sent into this harvest field, and for angels to war against the demonic activity. End this war quickly. Send revival to Israel, Iran, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Georgia, Gaza, the West Bank, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Pakistan, Turkey, Egypt, and every other Muslim nation. And we ask this in the powerful name of Jesus, the Savior of the world. Amen. And our decree today, we declare that Christ's kingdom is an ever-increasing and everlasting kingdom. All nations belong to him as his inheritance. All. Amen. Portions of the post today were adapted from my book, Authority in Prayer. Thank you so much for joining me. Pray, let's stay in agreement. Don't slack off over the weekend. But I'll see you on Monday. Thank you.